podcast. I'm Court. This is Ashley. We're coming at you live from Boston with our first ever video guest. Miss Anitza, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you for low-key round two. <laughs> it's okay. I'm excited. It'll be even better this time. Perfect. Cannot wait. This always happens whenever we have a third. Um, some type of technical difficulties go wrong, but I think it's for the best. Now we're cozy. We're on this couch. We've had like two hours of chatting. So Got we're my like coffee good to go. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. We're wired. <laughs> Me and Ash are cuddling, and it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a really good episode. The cozy vibe. So let's kick it off how we usually do, um, with a Boston Wreck of the Week. Anitza, we're going to put you on the spot. Boston Wreck of the Week. All right. I stick with the Seaport Bubble. So in terms of the Boston area, that's where I tend to stay. Um, there's a restaurant called Nautilus. So if you're looking for a girls' night out, you get to dress up, have a good cocktail, and some apps that's a spot to go. It is seafood with like an Asian twist. I love that. I have not heard of it. So I think us three need to go together. Yes. Right? I think that'd be fabulous this, and much needed. This is also teaching me right now that we need to get out of the South End in the back. Yeah, I feel area. like we can be good for one another. Yeah, right? We can swap <laughs> recommendations. Yes. We can bring each other out of our little individual neighborhoods. The It'll coffee so shop we went to was so cute too. I've never seen that before. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, we took Anita to Greystone. So, so those good. in the South End know. But it's so true about staying in kind of the bubble that you live in. Everyone always talks about the Southie bubble, but yeah, it's true. honestly anywhere you yeah. live. I've got a Trader Joe's. I've got a Sephora. Like, I, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I don't have to go anywhere else. What else do you need? <laughs> Literally. Well, thank you for sharing that. I cannot wait to plan our little GNO. Yes. Uh, let's get into just like the episode in general. We're so excited to have you. Of course, you have a brand that you're building on social media called Beauty by Anitza. But before we get into any of that, who is Anitza? We want to hear about you. Um, and super excited. Let's just hop in. All right. Loaded question. Okay. So let's see how this goes. To put a summary or label to it, I am a digital strategist. I work in social media marketing, email marketing. We have so many different experts across digital channels, which is awesome. I am obsessed with beauty, coffee lover, and I have the travel bug. I've moved 13 times. I've been on the north east west south coast i've been all over so a little bit of a nomad that way too oh my goodness where was like a main place that you would call home is there anywhere like before college near adult life so because i've moved so much my family is my home like yeah you know cheesy so but so true my mom my dad my sister the dogs everything but i lived in buffalo new york for six years what fourth grade through sophomore year of high school okay so buffalo new york is my home oh i love that do you ever see yourself going back i mean i'm so happy you're in boston you went to school here now you live here do you see yourself staying here is there a part of you that wants to go back to texas my family moved to the area so right now i'm definitely like tied to boston i think it's a fun place to explore but I don't know why, but North Carolina, I'm putting out the vibes out there. Really? I've never been, never stepped foot, but I just feel like I'll be there one day. That's literally me with Chicago. Really? Like, I've never <laughs> been. I just have this pull. I don't know why. I don't know what I it is. I get good vibes. And every time I say like, oh yeah, for some reason, North Carolina, they're like, I see that for you. And I'm like, I see that too. So it'll happen. I just don't know when. Amazing. I love it. Do you golf? No. 
I feel like you should take up golfing. I want to start a little <laughs> golf girl gang. That would I'm be in. iconic. Yeah, and if you go to North Carolina, like I'm pretty sure there's good courses down there. All right. Yeah. You got to teach nice me. Little, I don't know. I just, the vibe. I the vibe. Three girls who know nothing about North Carolina who's proclaiming it golf. as a golf state. <laughs> yeah. Love that for us. Feel free to correct me. Yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, thank you for that rundown. Before we really get into it, too, I think we should connect the dots for people and let our listeners know how we even know Anitza in the first place. Yes. So for the first time in podcast history here, I met our guest before Courtney did. Um, So Anitza was one of the first people I met at Bentley, uh, literally the first week that I was there freshman year. You are one year older than us. You kind of showed me the ropes. You were pretty much like my biggest mentor there for like my first year. So I've always admired you in that sense. And then post-college, you and Court kind of reconnected because you guys didn't really chat in college. Never. You know, it's crazy. Like, were we arch enemies at one time? (laughs) No, I, I, so at my college, like I was a part of recruitment literally from my like sophomore year through senior, which I think is pretty unconventional usually people kind of like drop it after a year oh my god but i, I feel like you were hidden from me because i probably would have been like wait that's so i funny. love her i think you were hidden from me well, like what's, honestly what's funny okay brief like antidote right <laughs> i it's never brief, Are antidote. You brief? <laughs> no okay so back in my freshman year I accidentally ended up living on the women's leadership floor in trees. Love that for you. Yeah, love that for me. (laughs) I was literally surrounded by hardcore feminists, not to say that that's not me, but just everyone else in the freshman community, the freshman grade is like meeting friends, bonding with like guys and girls that live across from each other, all the things. And so I feel like I was kind of in my own world, not even knowing that that was like a thing. All to say that I think that's why we didn't meet each other yeah. because I didn't even meet like you were really close yeah. with Ashley. I didn't know Ashley till we got into our sorority, and just funny. So long story short, <laughs> so you were also hiding from me. I was hiding from you. You weren't just hiding from me. Um, and then we ended up getting to know of each other because we were in opposite sororities. Yes, and we were both on the recruitment team, so we were poaching the same freshmen. Also. <laughs> I feel like people forget that, like, sororities can teach you a lot. Like, recruitment was branding. Recruitment was strategy. Oh, yeah. Guess what I work in? Yeah, literally. Literally strategy. Oh, my God. That, I will, (laughs) out of all of my college experience, me being, having a leadership role in the specific one that I did in my sorority is the most valuable and most related thing to what I currently do in my day I feel like for you, it's literally what you do. I'm like, no, that's literally what I do. So craziness, craziness. So we were opposing, yes. but like unintentionally, but, like but didn't know but each like other, yeah. but didn't know each other. <laughs> and then post-college and COVID, we were in, we still are in similar industries and you were applying for a different position within your company, yes. me speaking on her behalf, but this is what I know. <laughs> and you reached out to me one day and I was building a separate Instagram account at the time, RIP Cozy. And you were like, hey, can I pick your brain? And I was like, oh my God, Anissa? Like wanting to learn something from me? Like I've always seen you as just like a role model in a sense because you were older. Oh. Like we were instant, <laughs> we had very similar paths. Yeah. And so that's how we reconnected. And then we were both kind of like building our own things and we became social besties. I feel like that's a common theme, particularly when you're building something on social. I feel like you just gravitate towards others in your past life who you really didn't connect with, but who you want to support now. And we've been 
supporters of each other ever since. I feel like that's my one of my favorite parts of like branching out, creating my own presence. Cause like you got to figure out the people who are like really rooting for you, the people who want to continue seeing your content, but also you make such valuable friendships and connections that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Like Ashley, I remember you from college so well. And like freshman year, you were the girl with like the fantastic eyelashes and like that hasn't changed one bit. Like it still hasn't changed. It's true. But no, I still remember I like sent you a DM. I was like, I don't know how weird this is going to be, but this presentation needs to be good. <laughs> I have done like a 30 minute phone call. I vividly remember I'm a huge, like not pacer, but like I walk around when I talk on the phone. Oh and my I was, God. And I was circling like my pool in the backyard and like walking back and forth. Not out of nervous. I just remember I, I like sent you a Venmo after. I was like, please enjoy a coffee on me. You oh just my changed God. my life a little bit. I don't bit. even remember that, but appreciate you. Thank you. Anyhow, so that's how we know Miss Anitza, and we're so excited to get into all the things we're going to talk about today because you can do both. We think of it as like a lifestyle and wellness podcast, and Miss Anitza has all the knowledge on beauty and wellness and just how it's so important to prioritize yourself in different areas of your life. And you have a lot of tips and tricks and knowledge that we don't have in the makeup and beauty space. So, should we get into it? Oh, let's do it. So I think before we jump into beauty by Anitza, I think it's important to kind of tell your background and what drove you to start it. So before, let's even, the Instagram, you did participate in Miss New York, which I feel like is definitely shows a love for your beauty and like kind of wanting to get into the space. So what made you want to participate in that? Yes. It's a big deal. I have been obsessed with the beauty space since I was in middle school. So growing up, I used to watch Miss USA, Miss Universe, and I never thought I would compete myself. But one day I was about to graduate college and I knew my job at the time was going to be a traditional nine to five. And I had friends who were going to be consultants. They knew that their hours were going to be longer at the time. They were going to be traveling a lot. So I wanted to figure out what can I do for me to keep driving my growth, driving my passion while still like pursuing a full-time career and that's how Miss New York came about for me um on the bachelor and bachelorette there were like two contestants and I was like yeah okay that's my sign but I used to watch it religiously so when I graduated college I already had the I guess interview it was like August of 2019 um and I got accepted so from there the minute I got to New York I didn't even have a chance to be overwhelmed by a new city, different factors in my life. And instead I was like, I need to figure out what volunteer opportunities spark my interest. I need to get comfortable talking about things that I'm uncomfortable talking about. And I have to like prioritize my wellness and not only like, oh, I need to look good. It's like, I need to feel good if I'm going to be walking around in a swimsuit, a ball gown in front of an auditorium of people. Yeah. It's insane. And I truly <laughs> applaud you for that. I could not imagine. I think that's such a huge accomplishment and that hundreds, thousands of women absolutely would look up to you for that. Yeah. The thought of that makes me want to die, me being in that position. And so like anyone that has the courage and the confidence to do what you did, I'm like bowing down to <laughs> Like honestly. It was such a fun experience. And I think that that's what kicked off like post-college. I knew something was going to happen in my life I didn't know what it was going to be but something big was going to happen and I think that was the first shift I had to realizing like everything in my life is connected I started doing like the five minute journal in the morning which impacted like positivity and every single day I started realizing that I was getting more confident with work and how I speak to people even if I may not be like a hundred percent knowledgeable on something 
Um, and it also just gave me exposure to social media and brand strategy. And I was like, wait, I kind of love this. That's so amazing. And like, what do you think the, what was your favorite part or favorite takeaway? Cause in just an outsider looking in, I feel like once you accomplish something like that, it would give me the confidence to accomplish other things in life. Like that's like a goal that you've set out for yourself and you can tangibly see it. Like there's so much work that goes into it. There's so much buildup. And then once you do it, it's like, I did that. Like that alone, I feel like would speak volumes in other areas. But what would you say is like something that you can take away from that and put into other areas of your life? When I think back to when I was prepping for Miss New York, I was so proud of all of the work leading up to it. I was a volunteer at an animal shelter and like, it sounds, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but basically I wanted to be a dog walker. I'm obsessed with dogs. And to get to that, you had to be trained and there were no slots to get trained. So instead I volunteered to be the the door opener from six in the morning to eight in the morning, every Tuesday and Thursday. And by doing something as little as that, I was getting trained at the same time. So like I got to become a dog walker in weeks instead of like a year, which was a process at the time, which like is just one small example. But I think it kind of shows how if you just chase opportunities that you think are going to feed to something larger, like it's going to work out for you. It doesn't matter if you're volunteering to open a door for a dog walker or if it's like something related to your job. It's always going to give you something back. Yeah. Anita, I literally have the biggest crush on you. Stop! Like, like, oh, I just, I really wanted to be a dog walker, so I've just volunteered to open the doors. Like, you're so passionate about it. Like, oh my God, I literally strive to be, you know. I posted so many dogs during that time in my life. I was like, I love my life. And then I moved here, and there were no animal shelters by me, but there's one in the South End that I've had my eye on. Oh my goodness. Come to the South End. (laughs) And I also think it's important to recognize your zodiac sign. I'm a Virgo. Okay, yeah. Could you guess that? (laughs) (laughs) so what I'm getting here is when you want to do something you actually make it happen 110 percent every time dreamer no I love that I need a plan I feel like whenever I tell people they're like oh do you know what you want to do I'm like no 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 yeah oh okay (laughs) literally in our lead-up conversations before this she was just like talking like strategy for her socials and me and Ashley were looking at each other like can we hire you? <laughs> like so much thought goes into every little thing. And I think that's why you've had the amount of success you've had at this point in your life. Thank so you. excited to see what's to come. But I think back to the original question about what was like my favorite takeaway from Miss New York. Um, I think it kind of showed me that it's okay to go against mainstream. We went to a business school. Everyone had their passions, big four, whatever that job was, but it's okay to break away and do something different. And I think that that was the first time that I realized, okay, something worked for me that's maybe a little different from what I see day to day let me keep going with it so that's what gave me the courage to reach out to you randomly about a job opportunity what gave me the opportunity to create an Instagram account that like I've been technically wanting to do for a decade now that I just was like okay it's time wow so I think this is a great segue into the Instagram account all right beauty by Anitza if y'all haven't checked out the Instagram handle by now you definitely need to go there and see for yourself and to contextualize the episode but tell us about the whole reason you started the account what led you up to that point and then like what goals you have for it and how it's grown since you started it of course so I started being obsessed with beauty I mean since I was born but really like middle school I was the girl who had like a notes app of all my favorite youtubers I would be at home playing and trying to make like winged eyeliner like that was my passion 
Um, and then growing up, you start realizing kind of like the consequences of that. If you start wearing a lot of makeup when you're younger, you start thinking of like, oh, this is going to make me more beautiful. Not necessarily like I want this to like enhance this feature of mine. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of been in the ins and outs, the highs and lows. And for that, I wanted to make sure that if I created a page around beauty, I wanted it to be very intentional. I wanted it to be a safe space for people to explore their own beauty journey, whether you are a professional or if you're just starting out. I wanted them to have a positive experience and show them what's worked for me, but also have fun together so I can learn from them too. You have helped me so much. You have no idea. That's what I like to hear. No, like <laughs> literally I am that gal that just knows nothing about makeup. And I feel like in today's society, you need to know a thing or two because everyone else is doing it. Not to say that you need to compare yourself to anyone, but like there's a, there's a need to like feel good. And I, not to say that anyone needs makeup, but I feel like you do a great job of just talking about wellness holistically. And like what you said before, like makeup can be done in a natural way that enhances like your natural beauty. And so you're like my favorite go-to person to be like, so I have really dark circles near my eyes. (laughs) How do I brighten this shit? Like, and that's what I love. Like, I feel like by starting this account, I've had a lot of conversations kind of be directed my way where it's like, Hey, have you tried this? And I'm like, no, but this is what works for me. Or, Oh, I think this would work for you. So I think that being able to also customize it to the person I'm talking to makes it so much more fun too. And then uh, the other thing I just want to say about your Instagram is, I said this in our previous recordings, like I'm literally repeating (laughs) myself for us, but (laughs) it just feels very genuine and approachable. And I think breaking into the barrier of beauty, it can be really intimidating. So anyone who's listening that's interested in beauty and wellness and kind of the whole package, I really think you're such a good follow and a great way to like get the basics down, you know? So I love that. Thank you. I remember when I was in college, I took a consumer behavior class. If you're in marketing, take that class. But I had a research paper on what beauty means to different people. And I did a survey of like, when you're doing your makeup, what does it feel like? And most people said, it's a chore. And I was like, no, it's supposed to be a ritual. It's something that makes you feel good. Like when I'm having a bad day, I'll sit down and do my makeup. And I wanted to find ways for people to enjoy that experience instead of again, like trying to hide something that they're not necessarily as in love with. Cause that's just not what it's about. That is so true. I feel like I've never I've heard it put that way. Same, <laughs> same. All from a consumer behavior marketing class at Bentley university. Life changing, <laughs> life changing. Wow. And also something that you touched upon that I want to make sure is included is like you, when you were younger and you decided that you loved makeup and you wanted to experiment with all these different things, like you ended up going to your dermatologist and they kind of like give you a slap on the wrist. Like this is actually not doing great things to your body. And it's important to recognize that every person has a different experience with different products and that you provide this like open space where you're like, this is what works for me and I can help you kind of experiment and find what works for you. And I feel like you just provide so much education and like valuable content that it's relatable to anybody. And I feel like one of my goals is being able to help people while also making sure that they know you are allowed to experiment. You're allowed to do what makes you happy. This is what works for me. But especially with, I was a sophomore in college. I was at the peak of like primer, foundation, contour, liquid products. Like I loved it. I loved the process, but it led to cystic acne, 
Um, and my dermatologist, I had never gone to one before, said, you need to let go of all of these products that are clogging your pores or ruining your skin. You're not letting your skin breathe. Let's start from the beginning. And it was horrifying. But now I still use those same products today. So when that Makeup by Mario Foundation came out, I wasn't tempted because I'm so happy with the products that were recommended to me. I, I don't even know how far away that was probably like no. six years ago, eight years ago. Like wow. I still use the same ones. Um, wow. And I always bring that up to people too. Yeah. So you're not like hopping on all the trends being like, you need to try this product. You're not like about the, you're more of a conscious consumer and user of products. hundred percent. And when I first started the account, I didn't let anyone know I had it, but I created my first post and I was like, this is what you can expect from me moving forward. And here's what to not expect from my account. And one of them was, trying all the viral products I'm like I just don't need that I'm happy with what I have if I choose to add something it's because I love it 110 percent I think that's gonna like that just speaks to your community too like as you grow they're gonna be following you because they know that they can rely on the products that you're actually sharing I'm starting to see that a little bit more and more like there's certain products that like I just can't shut up about like I'll keep talking about them until I have no more hair left until I don't (laughs) have any other makeups to try but like there are certain products that people will still message me and be like, wait, how do I use this? Or, hey, what does this product look like? I'm at CVS right now, um, which is like I'm starting to realize kind of the impact of my voice, which is really cool to see, too. Love that. All right. So moving on from specifically Beauty by Nitsa, because there is so much more to you than that brand. And I feel like you're just such a person, even speaking from your Miss New York experience, like you like to involve yourself in a lot. I feel like you have a lot going on. You're a Virgo. You have side hustles. You have passions. And one of those being sleepy time. You just had like a part-time job, but experience to get close to a beauty and wellness brand. So I want to hear all about it. Yes. So sleepy tie is an invention to help protect and prolong the styling of your hair. I use it almost every single night. And it's a brand that a friend of mine recommended to me a couple, I would say maybe like a year ago. Um, I tried it. I started falling in love with the product. I started posting about it more as I got more comfortable using it. So I started just kind of building a relationship that way with their social media manager. Um, And randomly one day they posted they're looking for a seasonal sales associate in the Boston area and it was going to be part-time. So I, for some reason, thought that it would be a step towards entering that beauty space even more I'd be able to make more friends around the area um keep me busy which I love being busy <laughs> so, like, how do you even have the time to do I that don't know. your toes are dipped the, in so many different floors. I'm starting to realize that people are like what do you do I'm like everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um I had an interview with them I fell in love with their company culture the people that work there the people that founded it So I was working at their pop-up part-time on Sundays for the most part. And I just got to talk to customers about the product, like educate them on it, tell them why I love it. And indirectly, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about startups and kind of all the work that goes behind it. So it was an awesome three-month endeavor. I have been actually dying to try it because I'm the type of person, I have a like thin, thinner hair. Yeah. And... If I like shower the night before, and even if regardless of if my hair is dry or wet by the time I get to sleep, I'll wake up the next morning and I just, I have bedhead. Like there's no way around it. Like even if I try to take a heat tool to my hair to try to like counteract it, it just doesn't work. And sleepy tight literally is like a, 
some variation of a scrunchie where you put your hair in a bun and then you let it down and it just automatically looks like you have this blowout for some reason. I literally brought it. Did you? Wait, <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited to see it in person. Of course she brought it. <laughs> ISMR. ISMR unpackaging. <laughs> so cute. This is what it looks like. What? This is great. Like, how did the founder of the company, like, learn to do this herself? You she know? taught herself how to sew. So she owns a hair salon over in Framingham. And during COVID, she was just tired of doing her hair and waking up in the next day. Like, she has naturally curly hair like I do. So she would wake up and she'd have the curls or the kinks. And by using this product, I have no idea how she thought of the design. Yeah. She literally created a life-changing product that I'll use for the rest of my life. I feel like we're on Shark Tank. I know, right? Me Please, too. Oh, how, how I need a demonstration. <laughs> I need a demonstration. Their That'll Instagram is super helpful. So if you want to see it on like different hair, hair types, types, the methods around it, it's such a cool resource. I'm obsessed with them. So I kind of pivoting a little bit, but like, so with you dipping your toes into all these different areas, just re- how do you balance it all? Like for someone who's truly doing both in so many different aspects, like what's your number one tip or something for people to like, I, like I need like, tips. Yeah. I wish I had the answer. Are you sane? <laughs> Am I sane? Yes. But I think that one thing I was able to learn in 2022 is that it's important to have passions. It's important to prioritize your full-time career, but you also have to take time for yourself in whatever way that fits. For me, I have started working with a life coach very recently to try to navigate how I can continue to be the passionate, motivated person I am while still prioritizing myself at the end of the day. So I don't have any tips yet. I just know that I'm kind of on the path to wellness myself because I think that beauty is all connected. And part of that is your mental wellness and keeping those cortisol levels low because mine are definitely not. (laughs) Um, So that's what I'm figuring out now. Well, I bet what's helpful too is like your passion is wellness. So like you need to practice what you preach and that at, like, it's not like your passion is, I don't know, golfing, for example, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm inspired by the fact that you have a life coach. I feel like it's just so important to have a mentor, for example, in your professional setting. It's important to have like a therapist when you want to like learn about yourself and There's different people that you can talk to for different areas of your life, but life coach being like probably a holistic option where you can get that part therapy, part like mentorship, part just like how do you compartmentalize and how do you navigate different areas of your life while prioritizing yourself can't be done alone, you know? No, and that's the part I realized is I've always been extremely self-aware. I've always known what I wanted to work on. I've always acknowledged things that, I could continue working towards, but I never got an education around formally like psychology or I guess other areas of just overall mental wellness. So for that reason, I knew it was time to work with someone and navigate those things that I'm self-aware of that I can't do on my own. And it's okay to acknowledge that too. I can't wait to have you on for part two and for you to give us all these little life, life tips. And I think what our listeners would find value in is, like, how did you go about finding a life coach? Like, is it as easy as finding a therapist? Like, how does that work? I got very, very lucky. So post-college, I've started to realize that a lot of my friends have their passions. And 
I think after Miss New York, I just got more interested in learning what other people's passions are. So it's just conversations I started having with friends that maybe in college I just didn't have the desire to talk about Yeah, because you're just not in that environment. Um, one of my friends is super into wellness. And by that, it's she's gone to groups. She has done life coaching. Um, and I wanted to talk to her more and more because I could see changes in her life happening. She became a lot more confident. She was opening up more. And I was like, wait, I want that too. So I talked to her about it. So I think the more transparent you are with your friends, family, your close circle, the more resources you get. Because on a completely separate note, I have been doing laser hair removal. And I would not have done that if it wasn't for me asking my friends, does anyone do this? Where do you go? What's the price? Yeah. Because I had no idea. So I think whether it's a life coach or laser laser hair removal, um, just ask the people you trust the most. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I liked that comparison. Yeah, because right. That's so true. If you're not talking about these things, and those can kind of be almost taboo subjects in a way, like therapy, life coach, like not a lot of people I know have a life coach. So that's like yeah. a very new topic for me. And it's hard to talk about these new topics. But yeah, I think that's a great tip. That's why on Instagram, I'm just like, I'm just going to post this. It's going to help one person. Yeah. But I'm just right. not going to look at who sees it. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. And then going back to the sleepy tie thing. So it just got you into a new environment. What was your favorite part of this like short term experience? Like did it, what is the word? Like what was your favorite part of working with sleepy tie and like branching out and experiencing a small business within the wellness space? I am about to start grad school. Oh, <laughs> oh, as if we casual. Did. <laughs> not casual. Um, so I'm going to that grad school with the mentality of tapping into a new network, learning a lot more about not only entrepreneurship, but also how you can apply that to a corporate setting. If you want to yeah. pursue something yourself, I see a lot of value in that, regardless of if it's a big company, small company. So for me, Sleepy Tie, I did not realize it at the time, but it was going to help me establish a whole other skill set that I didn't know I had. I was talking to people. I was the face of the brand for six hours, let's say, from 12 to 6 every single Sunday talking about what is Sleepy Tie? How do I use it? How does it work with my hair? And people would literally leave and have other customers come in and be like, she's good. Like, <laughs> you're about to buy more than one. Watch out. And I was able to bring that back to my job and be like, hey, when I'm passionate about a topic, when I'm passionate about something, I am a fantastic saleswoman. Like, here's yeah. how that went for me. How can we work on that in the future? So it's something that I like included in my performance review and through a life coach, I realized everything's connected. So yeah. even though it's a side passion or side hobby, it's not something that I have to hide. It's something that if anything, I can bring back and be like, hey, these are skills that I learned on my own. You didn't have to spend time or money doing it. Um, what can we do about that? I love that. That's so motivational. Like if that's not, if that's not giving you the motivation to try new things and branch out a little bit more, I don't know what would. Because at the end of the day, like you are a product of your environment and your experiences. So if you're not putting yourself out there and trying new things and meeting new people and like testing whether or not you'd be interested in like a sales associate role, like you're just never going to know. You're a culmination of your environment. And I feel like you do a really good job of testing it all. And I think what's, again, what's crazy and like I've been talking about with the life coaches that everything's connected. So when I think about Miss New York, it was an experience for me to be able to be almost like a brand ambassador, put myself out there. Yeah. Sleepy tie, I was an ambassador for the brand, Mm -hmm. again, for those six hours on a Sunday. But again, it showed me like that it's all connected and all those skills can just be relied on more and more. Literally. 
what should I do next? (laughs) I'm like literally drowning trying to stay afloat with my current life. You're doing fantastic. Thank you so much. That means a lot from you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we should move into social media marketing. Okay. So Court, you can probably intro this better than I am. I'm sitting here with two marketing girlies. (laughs) My tech background is not serving me well, but... (laughs) I feel like you've got the yeah, social but you're part like a down. Hundred percent. Yeah, kinda. But I, I like think you are. It's- <laughs> so you worked in marketing in a corporate setting. Yes. But also now you kind of do this as a side hustle and a hobby. What are the differences? What have you noticed? Within my professional background of social media, our team is filled with experts, professionals, and what I've been exposed to so far has been social listening, which I don't think a lot of people hear about, but it's being Mm -hmm. able to identify trends that are to come in six months. What can a brand do about that right now? What's it called? Social listening. Yeah. Never heard of that in my life. So essentially like looking at trends and listening to your community and your audience. Through organic conversations. Yeah. And it has been so fun to learn, but now thinking about my social media, it's what do I think is going to become important two weeks from now, four months from now, Um, that I can apply to my strategy, which I think is the most fun part of Beauty by Anitza is it is a passion, but I'm also fueled by all of this research and strategy that comes from the job I do day to day. That's so Which brings it back to everything is connected. Everything's just connected. Right. And I feel like you and I kind of have similar experiences where there was a point in my life where I was like, I am helping other brands grow and get to know their audience better. And I'm exerting all my energy into that where it's like, I know how I have the skill set to do it for myself as well. And it's like, I work in partly like influencer marketing too. So I'm literally sending people thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's like, why don't I just start something of my own? That and also going back to full circle, the things that I'm learning through Beauty by Anita have led me to opportunities within my current job that would not have been available to me if I wasn't vocal about it or if it wasn't as present. So I have a beauty client that I'm obsessed with that I get to work on. And if it wouldn't have been for me putting myself out there, creating this social media page, talking about it at work is something I do on the side. How would they have known to give me that client? Yeah, totally. That's cool that it actually connected. It all connects, yes. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of people who are doing both kind of, I know I kind of hide my podcast a little bit in a corporate setting. Like people around my age in my nine to five job, like it'll come up here and there because like we might follow each other on socials. But I mean, my manager does know I have a podcast, but it was a very taboo topic that accidentally got brought up by somebody else. So I think that's really cool and pretty inspiring to hear that you kind of connected the two and the confidence that you have taking it into the workplace. And I understand why sometimes it's okay to separate the two. I see pros and cons to both. For me, I was working in social media marketing. My manager wanted me to continue learning. And this was a way for me to do it. So now it's something that she has been valuing for however long I've been doing it. And I've just become more vocal about it through my job. Um, Because again, it kind of connects back to what I do anyway. So within my job, they love for us to have a certain amount of time allocated to like training. This is hands-on training that people haven't considered doing before. So I feel like I'm learning every single day while having fun doing it. Literally. Wow. Marketing sounds so fun. <laughs> I well, actually, maybe if more people know that you are a podcaster at your job, maybe 
your company will come out with a podcast and you they can be have the a host podcast. Of it. Wait they? a minute. You should. Wait, why don't you? You should do it. it. It's is like it... so corporate, like. But like that's when you can like oomph it up a bit. Yeah, it's true. So I'm on like a committee, the Women's Business Alliance, and for Women's History Month in March, we're like planning, we're trying to get speakers and stuff. And the whole thing is women who tell our stories. So women in the media as well. So we were talking about podcasters and like people on social media. And so like I spoke up a little bit, but I, I couldn't come up with one person that would really represent it. But like in a way, I do feel like the podcast could potentially become integrated. Yeah, I'm just hesitant because some of our topics are not. I work for a very like finance yeah firm who just recently got rid of like the strict dress code like five years ago everyone was wearing suits so I'm slightly hesitant um I like to keep it separate but in a way like absolutely that's a possibility no and I think that it definitely depends on the setting you're in um but I still think that there's skills you learn from the podcast that apply to your job so if they ever want you to like explain something to someone like you're very eloquent you're very comfortable talking in front of a mic yeah. So also, you can do it. one thing I will say about that. So my manager does kind of know that I have a podcast. Um, I fill him in every now and then. He's not like listening. Thank God. <laughs> Although you Roy, never, if you're out you there, never, never know. know. You literally <laughs> never know. I know for a fact some of my coworkers listen, and I'm like what episodes do you yeah to? Like, oh I always like get nervous when people are like oh, I've been watching your social media I'm like what have you been watching yeah, right, right. <laughs> but it's almost kind of painted this picture that I'm a great public speaker yes. I'm super confident I can talk about any topic like I'm comfortable speaking in front of people when in reality like public speaking I'm terrified so when I have to give presentations and I let on that I'm like a little bit nervous and I'm like chatting casually with my manager he's like I'm just so surprised like you seem so this like you have a podcast like that's your hobby like I don't know it's cool because it almost paints this picture that my slight insecurities um are kind of hidden in a way by bringing that into the workplace yeah and also like it can help you like manifest yourself into something that you're not like and yes. people thinking that you are and you are a great speaker it's yeah. more mental for you but nobody but else needs like, to know that yeah it's like people recognizing yes. that you are up here will help kind of close that gap between your insecurity and you know your exactly. reality imagine if one day your company has like a panel and they just ask you to be the one like the host or the MD. No. yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> we're cutting that out we're cutting that out <laughs> low-key manifesting (laughs) oh my god okay where were we okay wait we have a good question in our little outline how do you find balance in your social media marketing on the personal side so yes we talked about Mm -hmm. integrating it but balancing and kind of separating the two when needed Yeah. yeah and even like high level how do you balance your relationship with social media. So true. I feel like it'd be easier to get burnt out in a way. Yeah, when it's your job and your passion, similar to me, like how do you keep a healthy balance and relationship with it? Like overconsumption in a way. Yeah. That's so true. And regardless of if beauty by a needs existed or not, like I would be consumed by social media. Yeah. I think in terms of finding balance for my content creators out there, content creators that are in development, I love batching my content. When I'm doing anything that's beauty related, it's because I have the time for it. I'm at peace. I'm not stressed. So if I have to miss like filming, fine, that's okay. But on weekends, like I literally dedicate like my Saturdays or my Sundays and it's when I just get to create content. I'll come up with 
the concept, I'll come up with the post. And then if I have time to create captions, great. If not, I'll just do that a couple minutes beforehand and then I post it. Um, but batch creating has made my life a lot easier. And then setting an intention of like, what does my schedule look like? Am I posting three times a week, two times a week? The answer is not wrong, but like, what do I want to be consistent at? Um, and in terms of overconsumption of social media, I have been using TikTok to my advantage. It's like one third of it is things related to my job. Like what are the really cool newsletters out there? What are the cool websites that are going to make my life easier? The other third is social media. Like what is trending when it comes to being a content creator? What are the helpful platforms? And then the other third is what are the really cool products that are out there right now? What's trending? What are the trends? So those three all play to my advantage, honestly, in terms of finding balance. So you're talking about that being the content that's served on your For You page? Exactly. Okay, okay. I'm using the so algorithm to work for me. Okay, that makes sense. So intentional, right? I love that. I know. I um, How do you know or, like, tell us about comparison? Do you ever kind of compare yourself to other people on social media? Because I feel like that's something that happens unintentionally and, like, even when you don't want it to because – there's just so much out there to be consumed. How do you make sure, and I'm, I don't want to assume that you mm-hmm. compare, but like how do you make sure that you're using it to your advantage, like you said? Like how did you curate this for you page to work in your favor? Because I feel like you get consumed so much BS that it's hard yeah. to tune out sometimes. Growing up, I have always been naturally a very competitive person, has played to my favor, but that includes comparison all of the time. And I just honestly got tired of it. I was like, I don't know what's going on in this person's life. I don't know what led to this person's success, but let me think of it as a learning lesson. So when I look at other creators who have similar following to me, or if I'm looking at bigger creators, it's not, I'm jealous of what they're producing. It's more of how can I get inspired by what they create? So when I'm looking at my TikTok, it's not, oh my God, I'm jealous of this person's like lifestyle. It's I like how they did this format. How can I bring it back to my niche or within the content that I want to create? So I think of it as a resource instead of like, oh, everyone's doing this, so I need to copy. It's no, I see this viral sound on TikTok. I know it'll eventually hit Instagram. How can I bring it back to my niche in order to like build more brand awareness for myself? So I always bring it back to like, how does it apply to me as an individual instead of how is everyone else using it? That's a great perspective to have. And I feel like translate to so many different areas outside of social media. So I'm happy you said that. To close us out, we're going to finish up with some quickie questions. Yes. So I probably should have pulled those up first. I know, me too. Let me get my iPad out. Okay. I got my products out. <laughs> so Ooh. first one, what is your favorite beauty hack? <laughs> Think about it. No rush. No rush. Wait, what products do I have in my kit to share? (laughs) So I actually have something in here. So I am Mexican. I have a lot of hair all over my body. And like when it comes to shaving my armpits, I actually have to do it every single day. This is like an example of me being very transparent. Epilating. Oh, what is that? Think of it as like little tweezers that literally pull out the hair. But it's like... Oh, shit. (laughs) Like I'll do it over here so you don't hear it. But like you do that. I only do it once a week. Like, I don't have to worry about my armpits. I don't have to shave. And that way, like, when you think of, like, laser hair removal, that can be an expensive investment. You do it one time. You probably have to buy another package and keep doing it. I think it's worthwhile, but not for my armpits. So this is a way that I am able to remove the hair, 
do it on my own time and not have to spend a ton of money like every single week or every four weeks because right now everyone's doing like waxing on themselves on tiktok yeah. Mm-mm, i'm not doing that no, that hurts too much no. also I love that. does that what does it feel like does it hurt because you said tweezers like a little tweezers no it's literally like little mini lightning bulbs like i wouldn't say that it's something that is for the faint of heart if you have done any type of waxing if you have done laser hair removal this is fine okay when i was a, in middle school i tried this i did the same exact thing and i could not handle it Oh, wow. So, like, if you are used to that type of hair removal, I think Beauty's this is a pain. good option. Beauty yeah. is fucking pain. Um, that and just being comfortable. Like, I, yeah. I just don't want hair there, personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. And quick question about that price point. Under 100 Okay, love it. So, it's, like, accessible for people, too. Yeah. So, especially, like, during the summer, like, I'll also just kind of do my stomach. If I have to, like, be out on the beach, I'm like, ooh. So yeah. smart. So smart. Because people shave and then it, like, gets super thick. Yeah. I'm not about that. Just no. give me the epilator. That's yeah. so great. I'm going to need you to spell that for us later. <laughs> epilator. EP. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question is your go-to skincare product at the moment. Skincare. So, Skincare is kind of hard for me just because I've been using the same skincare routine since I worked with that dermatologist. Yeah. I think the biggest tips I can give are for me, not washing my face in the morning is the best thing that has ever happened. So like in the morning, I'll literally use water, then I'll use my hydrating products and I'm good to go. I'll wash it all off at night. Good to go. But that way you're not over exfoliating. You're not using too many products that might actually be stripping down your natural oil exactly you just don't need that too I do that too so I always wash my face in the morning what do you use I've dealt with I don't know random stuff Dermalogica you got me like the summer Fridays gel cleansing thing I have like an elephant drunk elephant one it's like a makeup remover so I usually use that at night um but I've had that thought before like I put on all this skincare product at night my skin just absorbs it throughout the night why do I need to strip it clean? You know, I feel like there's a bunch of good hydration and good stuff in my skin that just quick water. I'm just yeah. terrified I'm going to break out. No, I'm not. No. A, I'm not a professional, obviously. But I also feel like if there's a product you're using that's marketed towards using it in the morning, like what is that really doing for you anyway? Yeah. yeah. Because it's like you're just cleaning off your face from the night before, which is fine. But I don't think you need like hard-hitting ingredients in order to be able to clean that off just use a little bit of water and then just put in your moisturizer and you're good to go I like that with that said the beauty by Josanne SPF it's actually pretty affordable like way cheaper than the Elta MD and it gives me the most beautiful glow okay so SPF is hot you use it every single day just do it what are your thoughts on super have you tried it so I am very resistant to trying a it's ton of products. I have not used Supergoop. I used their Glow, Glow SPF screen. and I really liked it, but I like to stick to the basics. I love yeah, Elta I MD like and then a friend of mine shared this one with me, a content creator actually. Shout out to Skinsta Bay, um, but I'm obsessed with it. So I'm going to wow. keep using this one too. Good love to it. Know. Yeah, Supergoop's been very controversial lately. Like I have like all their stuff. Apparently, Do you like it? Apparently like the ingredients like are not good. I like it for... I don't know. They say you're supposed to use sunscreen, so, like, whatever. But I think my makeup stays on really well over it. So I almost use it as, like, a primer. I think Mm. SPF is the best primer, honestly. Like, I've never had any issues. It gives you a nice glow. Just don't wear it at night so that you don't get the flashback from, like, photography. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As a content creator, what's one piece of advice you would give to someone trying to enter the space? 
don't get caught up in what everyone else is doing. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to try new things. Last year, I remember, or, yeah, it was last year. I did 25 days of Christmas. I was prepared to literally give recommendations for 25 days straight. Would I say it's my best content? Absolutely not. But it forced me to figure out different formats of videos or content and what played to my strengths. So I still use that as a guiding force of like, what do I think is going to perform best? What do I think works best for my niche? So don't copy what everyone else is doing. Honestly, that never works in your favor. Yeah. I like that. Piggybacking off of that question, what is one tip or one strategy or hack that has worked really well for you? And that a listener that could potentially like hear this translate into whatever they're building. I think it's important to think of your social media as different content pillars. Like what are the three things Mm -hmm. you want to focus on? And by that, I don't mean I'm only talking about makeup. I'm only talking about wellness. It's what are the three things I want to focus on? And for me, brand awareness means using trends. By using trends, you're putting yourself out there, but you're connecting it back to your niche, which I think is super important. But then the reason people choose to stay and trust me is because of the education component. I'm talking about the products I'm using. I'm showing them how to use it. And although those don't get as many people's eyes on it, I know people trust me a lot more because I'm providing that regardless. So working towards both instead of always chasing that virality is so important. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like what value is the person that's watching or looking at actually receiving from this? That's what keeps people invested. And when I look back at the first post that I had on my Instagram, it's I want to continue helping people. And whether it's one person, if it's 1500 people, like I'm still doing that by creating that type of content for them too. And lastly, because that was just the question I answered it in, selfishly, <laughs> um, an underrated makeup product. Sephora brushes. Wow. The Sephora collection, these are gross. I apologize. But <laughs> the 57 is the best under eye like concealer brush I've ever used. I've never used a brush. No, I, I used to use, I used so to use the blender. And like literally that absorbs the concealer. It you does. use less product, so you save money. And you're also applying it and it's not budging. It's so nice. Wow. Then the 96 brush for your blush. I use this for creams, liquids, powders. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me when it comes to brushes because, look, there's always going to be trending products. I think whether it's from the drugstore or from Sephora, it's going to work great. It's just how you apply it. Yeah, it's the applicator. What are you doing with your skin? How are you prepping your skin? What are the brushes you're using? Which is like the main takeaway here. You just need a strong foundation. I'm so excited to do our little get ready with me YouTube video coming to you soon. Um, But to round it out, last and final question, where can everyone find you? So on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is beauty.by.anitza. But you can find me there. Yeah. But I I can't wait to meet you. (laughs) I am so beyond inspired right now and also realizing I need to go to Sephora. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Remember, it is not about buying all of these different products. It's about how you apply them. Okay, we need a full tutorial, which is what this video is going to be. (laughs) I literally cannot wait. Thank you so much for coming on. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Illy. Oh, 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 oh,